Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thanks for stopping by. Let's talk stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all let it grow together. Hey, what's going on, guys? I uh, tried to record this yesterday, but uh, uh, apparently my headset was not recording. It was recording from my phone, and I put out the episode, and it sounded terrible. So we are re-recording. Pretend it's Tuesday. Now that it is Wednesday, and I've actually already released this episode. So the second half, I'll just roll into where I stopped yesterday. But this first half is is new, and it's... uh, just a re-recording basically of what got messed up on uh, that recording while I was driving yesterday. So it was based on um, things that are beginner moves that are going to burn you when you don't know the market, you don't know how to look up fundamentals, you don't know how to look up technicals, and you really don't, you really shouldn't be in these types of plays. So there was four of them that I was looking at, penny stocks, Um, really high dividends that are unsustainable. Um, You've had the stocks that have already run past where, you know, it's a a legitimate buy. And what else do we have? I'm drawing a blank. We'll start with those three. So we had penny stocks. Penny stocks are going to be these uh, generally stocks with a market cap under a billion dollars. And these stocks are going to be more volatile. The, they often can can shoot up, but they will also drop just as hard. And sometimes it's really hard to find out where they are in that cycle because you don't have as much research. Um, the, the amount of knowledge out there on the smaller companies is generally more limited than your big names. You can look anywhere and find news on Google where you can't find as much stuff on you know, ABC, small cap, whatever, you know, penny stock fund or penny stock name. So you don't have the the knowledge that you would have trading these bigger companies. You have one, maybe one analyst versus 20 telling you their kind of thoughts on it. You know, you, when you do your research, you just won't find as much. So you might see, you know, it's at 50 cents and it's going to five bucks. It's going to, it's going to 10 times my money based on two analysts. They might be right. But, you know, nine times nine times out of 10, these companies are going to fluctuate hard and they aren't necessarily going to do the returns that you think that they're going to do. So I say stay away from them until you know a little bit more uh, about trading, about, uh, you know, reading charts, reading reports, things like that. And, and unless it's speculative money, you know, if you've got a couple hundred dollars and, you know, you see something that's 0.001 cents. And you want to throw $200 at it, hopes that it goes to 10 cents and then you cash out, you know, good luck to you. I, I think it's gambling. It's uh, it's definitely not a long-term strategy uh, that I would see would work for me. But if it's something you want to do on some name that you've got some research on or some insight, okay. But just know that it's, it's play money to me. It is more of a gamble. Um, now, the next one was, Buying stocks with a high, high dividend. So if they have a dividend that's more than 6%, it's a cause for concern to me. 
Um, so when you look at uh, like a stock like QYLD, that's a, a it's a fund, but it uh, it pays a, a high uh, payout on the on the dividend, and that's one that I would say probably to avoid because sometimes you see these companies that they have a lot of uh, downside. I mean, sometimes they have downside that you don't see coming. They have the K in the um, the asset itself while the the stock or the the dividend is rising, but the, the cost of the shares are going down. So it's kind of an inverse relationship where one goes down, the other one goes up versus something that's more sustainable that they tend to grow small together. I'd rather see you there than in uh, something like this QYLD, which is a, a covered call ETF. It says it pays 11% um, on a five year it's down. Um, and when, when the market tanked last year, it went down significantly. So it's just something that you have to watch what you're doing. You have to understand where it's going and you really need to understand the payout ratio. I'm looking for companies with a payout ratio of 60 or lower. Um, sometimes on other ones, you'll, you'll find higher payout ratios. And some companies are sustainable at that. They don't really need to spend as much on R&D or marketing like uh, M.O. Altria or Philip Morris. Those are longstanding cigarette makers that uh, also have some beer and wine sales in there as well. Uh, some other things. But most of their money doesn't really necessarily have to go back into R&D. It's a product that's been out forever. They don't need to advertise because half the time they can't anymore. So that money, they pay out more to their, um, their shareholders. But if you don't know why that dividend is high and that payout ratio is high, you really need to do some further research to say, Hey, is this a good pick for me? Or is it something that's going to burn me? Um, so make sure you're looking at that and, uh, identify that that high payout ratio and know what you're investing into before you start buying it all right so the next one was uh chasing high flying stocks so you've seen these stocks run up two three four hundred percent in the past 18 months or so and you're thinking you know i i really missed the boat on these I'm, i want to buy them uh, companies, you know, like Nvidia or Shopify that, you know, is brought up in the group on Facebook. Um, I'm not saying that these are bad names. I'm saying to know what you're getting into some stocks you're going to buy and it's going to feel like you, you, you're on a roller coaster and like Nvidia, um, you know, where are we looking at the chart online right now? So I'm trying to find this past year, we were at uh, like 70, $67. I'm looking at March 24th. So now today we are at 224. So it's tripled in, you know, like, like I said, that 18, 19 months at this point. So does that mean it's still going to triple in another 18 months? No, probably not. You're You've got some upside. Some people are still calling it for, you know, 300 within 12 months. I'm not saying not to buy NVIDIA. What I'm saying is you want to understand that you do have more downside. This might not keep running 
the way that it has. So try to identify a, a realistic goal. If, if your thought is it's going to go up, um, you know, to 250, maybe you want to wait for a pullback and buy it at 210. You know, you want to have a, a predetermined, if, if you're buying it at, you know, like I said, 210, 10% upside would be what, uh, $21. So if you, if you know that you want, you know, say 20% upside when you buy a name, find that high target where you think it's going to be in a year and wait for it to drop. If, if you know, you need 20% out of a name, or if you need 8% out of a name, have a plan, basically don't, don't keep thinking, you know, this one's just going to keep going, keep going. And then when you buy it and it drops to 150, you don't know what to do with it. So have that plan as how much upside do I want on this name? Don't chase a high flyer where you don't know where it's going and buy blindly and make sure that, you know, safety is always a, a better way to play it. For me, I'm definitely more of a conservative and long-term investor. So I'll have NVIDIA. I don't own it directly, but I do own it through uh, a couple different ETFs. So know that you can get exposure in other ways rather than just chasing one name. You can find a fund that owns these individual names. You can dollar cost average in. You can wait for a drop. There's all different ways to, to play in the stock market. So what I'm saying is find an angle that works for you. Some people are short-term traders, you know, couple months. Some people are day traders, which, you know, as an investor, I wouldn't say to do. Plus you have to have uh, $25,000 in your account um, to start day trading or you'll get your account will get flagged and you won't be able to make trades. Uh, you'll, it'll be flagged as a pattern day trader and it'll, it'll freeze your account for X amount of days until, um, your account is unlocked and that's not your brokerage. That's the, uh, uh, sec, I believe does all the freezes on them. So make sure that you have a plan, uh, as like I said, when you're starting off by safety, um, you're never going to, go wrong buying an ETF of a broad market ETF. There are uh, ETFs that specifically focus on, you know, small cap growth or small value or, you know, emerging markets in China or South America. So there's all different ways to play it. You can get more exposure to one region by buying an ETF or one, one specific type of play, whether it be tech or, um, you know, fintech or AI or anything by buying a fund. So if you don't know the names and you want to, you know, buy some of these high flyers, you can certainly reduce that risk by buying an ETF where these, the names that you're looking at or some of the, the themes that you're looking at are in that fund. So basically that's what I had for you guys yesterday. Um, there's more on this episode. It was just that I had to re-record it. So sorry about that. If you listened yesterday, and it sounded awful. I apologize. Uh, I should have listened to more than the, the first 10 seconds where I was holding the phone in my hand. So hopefully that uh, certainly smooths out some of the, the mistakes that you're going to make. And uh, we'll get right back to the episode, uh, the second part that I have. And we'll talk about uh, PayPal and a couple different plays and uh, what to do. I'll give some more examples. So thanks. And uh, sorry again for the mix up with uh, recording yesterday. 
All right, guys. Sorry about the interruption there. I was uh, just getting all my stuff unloaded and uh, getting home from the day. Got a phone call. But uh, anyhow, um, so yeah, stay away from those beginner moves. Uh, stay away from the penny stocks. Try to, um, you know, I was actually the phone call that I was on was was someone telling me they they bought something Friday, a stock Friday, and you know they're they're up twenty five dollars today, and that they should have bought more, and. I love that feeling and I hate that feeling at the same time because I will tell you time and time again, it's a dollar cost average your money. Um, you know, if you were to buy your your full position, say you wanted, say you wanted to buy 10 shares of, uh, I don't know, let, let's pick PayPal. So PayPal is around 287-ish today. So if you were to... Um, buy 10 shares at, you know, for like, say $2,800, you know, and that's your whole position. You're going to feel some anxiety if it goes down and you have no more money to buy versus if it goes down and you have money to buy, you think, man, I got, I got a sale. I was ready to buy it at 280 and it went down to 260. I got a sale. I now my average is uh, you know, 270 on my 10 shares. I bought half at 280, half at 260, and now we're we're good to go. We're we're ready to go from there. That's my position. And should it drop to 240, you're you're ready to buy with another another bit. So you're gonna then further average down, but long term you're you're gonna hold it. So if you but if you buy all of it at 280 and it goes up, you have that anxiety of oh man, I I missed it, but Finding the bottom of where that stock is going to go is not easy. It's just simply not easy. You're going to have those periods where you think, man, I did great. And then on to the next one, man, I should have never bought this. And you'll come to realize that the the stock just acts how the stock's going to act. You Maybe you got the bottom, maybe you didn't, but that doesn't mean it's a bad name or, you know, like I'll say Palantir. I bought Palantir high. Uh, my cost average was, you know, 27, 28, and then it dropped down to 20. And did I make a mistake on it? Maybe, maybe I did. Um, but I was ready to buy more at 20. So I've been buying at the 20 mark and now we're back up to 25. So now I'm about even on it, but I want to build that position for two years from now. I'm not so concerned about what it does right now because my my strategy and my thesis tells me by 2024, this is going to be better. So you're going to have those bumps. You're going to have those bruises. You're going to have green days where you feel like you can't be, can't be beaten, you know, where you're, you know, you're buying Bitcoin and it was at 15,000 and it shoots up to 60,000. And you thought, man, I should have bought more. I was, I was missing it. But if you would have just bought Bitcoin four months later at 60,000 and then it drops to 30, you think, oh man, I, you know, it's, it's just different emotions. So take your emotions out of it. Come up with a plan for what you want to do with a stock, with a crypto, with an ETF. Stick to your plan. Know that I've looked into PayPal. I've looked into Palantir. I think Bitcoin's going to do better than what it is now. And take that emotion out of it because you're going to see red in your portfolio Either if it's in an individual name overall, you know, you're, you're going to have those days where you, you question your, your strategy 
your your research, your you know, all your all your knowledge that you gain on a name, you're going to question yourself and say, "What am I doing? I feel like I've I've done nothing right and I just I knew I shouldn't have been in stocks, right? So, you're going to have that feeling. And you know, you you got to find a way to to mitigate that, those feelings so you know that you did something right and that you ultimately have made good picks. Um and when you don't know, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So you buy it and then it goes down and you you kind of panic. So I just want you to understand that when you're starting, there's things that are bad ideas. And then there's things that are going to feel like bad ideas when you really have made a good choice. So let me uh, let me pull up here some some different names that I think if you were going to start now, you know, you're, you're going to maybe have some ups and downs, but it's not like buying that ABML that I said is, is a penny, a penny stock. That is not for everyone. You know, if you have 500 bucks that you want to throw at it, great. Um, it, it could double, but ultimately is, is that five extra $500? If it doubles, is that going to, what are you going to do with it? You know, are you going to sell it? And then, you know, are you going to put it in something safe? Or are you going to let it roll? I mean, typically speaking, I would say sell your gains. If it doubles on a stock like that, where it's a penny stock, take your gains. And now you're playing with house money on the rest of the money that you have in a name, like a penny stock, like ABML versus my Apple position. I'm up currently 105%. I'm not selling it. Um, I've been buying, I've been buying and adding to it in the 130s, and now we're at 152.99. I'm not selling it, and I am completely completely fine with saying that I'm not selling Apple. Um, so some names that are uh, are large positions for me um, that might not specifically be at a had a scorching deal right now, but they're ones that I would say are are ones that I would I would pick to have you buy as a beginner. Um, would be names like Microsoft, names like uh, AbbV, ABBV, C, Citibank, HD, uh, M or HD is Home Depot, uh, MCD, McDonald's. If you want to get into uh, Walmart, WMT or TGT target. These are names that you can buy and hold because they are names that I think are, are solid names that aren't going anywhere. They are going to have less risk. So if you want to build those names, like I talked about in episode two, building your core por portfolio, buy a little at a time. Don't chase the penny stocks. Set a plan for each name that you're going to buy. And when I recommend something like um, something that works for me and ABML, it might not be something you want to touch. It might be something that's got too much risk. If it's going to be one of your first names, I would say don't buy it or tread lightly. Not that it's a don't buy for me, but it might not be a buy for you. So take that into consideration. If it's, if it's a speculative name, if it's one of these penny stocks or high flyers, you got to know that you can you can eat it on these and they can burn you quicker than you're going to make money. Um, so just think about 
your position size on it. Um, like I was saying on my names here, when I'm looking at names like uh, Tesla is is my largest at the moment. We're at 4.9% of the portfolio. Um, Apple, 4.5%. Amazon, 4.2%. AbbVie, 3.8%. Altria, 3.2%. Home Depot, 3%. But then on the flip side, I've got names like, uh, where are we at here? Uh, Planet 13 Holdings is 0.2% of my portfolio, uh, which is a weed play uh, out in Las Vegas, LA. Skills Online Gaming is even smaller, 0.09. That was one that I just just got into. Lucid uh, in my brokerage, Lucid Motors EV is 0.39. Win Resorts, 0.39. I bought that as a recovery. Uh, I've bought and traded Win for a while. And I, I do see some upside there still. But, you know, all these names have a have a spot for you. They aren't all number one picks. They aren't all conviction plays. So think about where you want it to be, how much you want to bet on it, which I don't necessarily consider investing gambling, but some of these small names are more of a gamble. Uh, that's a different different episode. But uh, certainly think about what you want them to do for you. Because if these small names double, I mean, like I said, I'd sell half. That's probably a good way to go about it. And sell your sell your gain and keep your investment. Um, keep your keep your your found cash and keep that going. Um, so keep half of it in the shares and half of it, you know, go buy yourself something nice or reinvest it into something that. Uh, you know, you, you see as another value or, and take it and put it into a core name that you want to build out a position in one of those, those big names, if it's Visa or MasterCard or whatever is a, a more of a core cornerstone of your portfolio. Don't have too much in any one name, spread it out. I mean, that's, that's me as an investor. I spread it out. And I've, like I said, I've got 50 names in this portfolio. If you, are, are more risk on and you like taking those chances, then, you know, there's, there's certainly people that have two or five names in a portfolio and they're fine with that risk. They've done their, all their research and they're fine with it. If it goes, you know, double, triple, they know what they're going to do with it, but they also know to set those limits to where if I see a 15% drop, I'm out of it. I think I bought it right. But that all, plays on the technical side of the chart to where you're watching that pattern and you know where the low is. You see support at a certain number to where this is the lowest part. I've got more upside than I've got downside on this one. So you gotta you gotta get to that point though to where you know a bottom, you know you see the support, and then you're looking for how high can we go and what my play is for this name. So if you're not there yet, uh, I'm telling you, stay away from some of the meme names, the high growth, high flyer names, and and understand how the market works. Understand uh, a name and how it trades, not just the company. A lot of people say buy what you know, but I'll say you know buy the market you know. And right now, the the safe names are the generally the bigger names, the the large cap tech and the you know, the big retail plays that there's a a store in every state and, and, you know, a lot of different nations. 
those are going to be the names that are not going to fluctuate as hard. You can also look at the beta of a stock. And the closer that it is to one, like I'm looking on E-Trade, um, I'm looking at skills, SKLZ. It's 1062 per share at the moment. They are, oh, they got a 78% upside on this. So target is $19 uh, from five analysts. Now, do I think there's a lot of downside? Not so much. I think we're pretty much where we're going to go down to. Um, you know, that being said, we could always be in for another another sell-off. But seeing this one, it's it seems to where it's at a low for me. So I felt fairly confident saying I'm going to buy some here at like 1080 and, you know, ride it out, see where it goes. And I'm, I'm not selling anything until I double it. And, you know, if it, if it got down to $7, I'd, I'd reassess, but, uh, likely I would buy more at that point. I don't, I don't think I'm selling out of it. It is a very, very small position for me. I might bump it up to where it's, you know, half a percent, um, to, to where, you know, I can have a larger position. And then when I feel comfortable saying that it, we're, we're done and I see that support and we bounce off that low number several times. I'll say, yeah, it's, it's a buy. And right now, you know, we've, we found support. We've dropped up or gone up and back down, but we haven't gone to a new low. So, you know, it went to about 1050, but then it, it came back higher and then went to 1060 ish. And now we're 1062. I think we're bouncing off that low again. So I'll say that I'm, I'm seeing support here. And I, I think we have more upside to go. That may be wrong, but that's where I see it right now. So pick your plays, look at your overall thesis, where you want to put the money, where you want to see the growth. Um, I mean, look for dividends if, if that's your angle. I love dividends, you know, and that's certainly a way to, to build your wealth. Have some money coming in monthly that, you know, you don't have to lift a finger for. Um, it's It's definitely nice to wake up and have these dividends alerts on your phone that, Hey, you know, you just got $50 from this company or $10 from that company. It's a great feeling knowing you're getting out of bed before, uh, you know, you haven't even gotten out of bed and you, you made $70 and it's already back in your account. Um, so certainly look at your dividend companies, certainly, um, you know, put that first 10 grand into an ETF an exchange traded fund. Um, Try to minimize your risk until you know what you're doing. And uh, that's about all I got for you right now. I got to go get uh, my kindergartner off the bus on his first day. So uh, hopefully this one will come out tomorrow morning for you, Tuesday. And uh, have a good day. And uh, get get invested. Start a, a plan. Write it out. And, and act on it when you come up with the names that you want to get into. So take care and uh, have a good one. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.